Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and I have a super fun episode to share with you guys. Um, I got to sit down and chat with a New Englander. Her name is Kate, and you guys may have seen her on Instagram. She is the creative person out there, reseller, um, entrepreneur who takes leather goods and transforms them into the most amazing, colorful, beautiful pieces. She uses shaving cream and leather dyes and creates just beautiful pieces of art. And I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her. So I will see you at the table. Well, welcome everyone back to another episode. I have Kate here with me. And I'm sure you guys have seen her videos on Instagram, which is how I found Kate. And um, I'm excited to have you on here. Welcome to Thrifters Villa, Kate. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, this is this is very exciting because I love to rehab shoes and handbags, but like you have taken it to another level that I I'm amazed by. <laughs> so I'm I'm thank excited you. to dive into all that. But before we get into the rehabbing and all that fun stuff that you've created, um. Let us let the listeners know who you are, how you kind of got started in all this, because you started as a reseller and now you're kind of transitioning yourself. Yeah. So, so how I kind of got started of all of it was um, actually I used to just buy things off of Poshmark, uh, and mm-hmm. I never I never sold things off of Poshmark. And when I was able to buy high end things for myself, um, usually they weren't of a lot of like they weren't very in great condition let's just right. call it that way um and so during the pandemic it became my hobby i kind of was teaching myself how to uh rehab different items um and i found that there was a lot of misinformation on how to especially with dye mm-hmm. there's a lot of it misinformation about how dyes work or um leather in general um and a lot of it, it can be very confusing um, and so I started uh, practicing a lot on, I always practice on leather remnants and I started doing a lot of my own work and putting it on uh, Instagram. And I think this, like the second video I, I ever did of dying something got to like 10 million views. And I, so, yeah, so like that's one of my higher ones, but it was, it, people hated it because people don't want to see. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that's a lot. That's wild of- to me because my reseller brain is like, well, it's great. I love to see things come back to life and then be able to sell it or keep I know. it, whatever it, it is you want to do. You know, it really gets to me about when I see those images, and I'm sure a lot of people who are resellers see those images of just mounds of clothing in like the Chilean desert or wherever it, right. wherever those items are. And it just gets to me that we waste so much and there's so much that we can do to um, rehabilitate and, and upcycle clothing and, and shoes in general. And um, I, I think it's just kind of a disappointment sometimes when it's kind of like a missed opportunity. This is something yeah. that we could have done to uh, help not only the environment, but you know, there's so, there's so much, there's so much out there that could still be used. Um, and so I started teaching myself how to do different items. And then I started 
when I was thrifting, I would see other items and I'd buy them and I'd put them on Poshmark. I started selling on Poshmark. Um, and then people started asking me if they could send me their items. Um, and then from there, I've, I now have an Etsy where it's kind of interesting. People will show me their items. I'll give them a custom quote and then uh, they'll send them in to me. But uh, I do feel, I do feel very passionately about that. There, there are so many items that uh, really could be um, made beautifully again. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Were you a thrifter before this? Like was reselling something that you were doing before this or did you kind of fall into it? I kind of fell into it because so, I mean, uh, I even have like, I have an eBay account and I don't think I've really sold anything on it. I usually use those accounts to uh, buy things and the, I just kept seeing things that I could work on. And I, and that's what I did was I just picked something up and I'd see if I could make it look better. Um, and, and, you know, it's a real learning process and there's a real learning curve, uh, that goes on with that. But, um, I, I feel like I just really grew in my skills. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, you bring up so many good points about these items that are at the thrift stores or the people are selling or getting rid of. And a lot of them, they just need a little love. Like when I go to the thrift store and I find a great leather piece, for example, vintage coach leather bags, people toss them because they look ruined, but they're not. Yeah. They just need to be washed and conditioned and just shown a little bit of love and they look brand new. They're even shoes. How many people have leather shoes? They have some scuffs and they just donate. I don't want them anymore. And then they buy new ones. It's like, well, no, if you just took a little time to understand the process of rehabbing it and cleaning it and making it look new again, dyeing it, painting it, whatever it is that you want to do to it, like you could have a brand new shoe again. The shoe is in great condition. You just got to fix the exterior of it. There's such, um, I think it's just the society that we live in, you know, yeah. we just mass consume and that's what we do. And being in the reselling world, you, you start to learn like, oh, there's some great opportunities out there that people don't even realize. And I, I had um, a friend of mine, Annette was on here before who rehabs as well. And it's just like, there's so many people who have the skill of rehabbing things way more than like, I have basic knowledge of rehabbing. I enjoy it. It's therapeutic to me to do it. But like, when I see people like you that really dive in and get creative with it, it is so impressive because you really bring this piece that no one wanted anymore because maybe it had dye transfer on it back to life. And it looks like a completely new thing. And how fun is it for someone to buy a custom, because that's what it is, a custom piece? I appreciate that. And I like to think of it that way too. And it's funny to me because there's a lot of pushback. Yeah. Uh, I get a lot of pushback sometimes about people saying that uh, it's no longer, I, I dye a lot of Jimmy Choo and a lot yeah. of people say it's no longer Jimmy Choo. And I- I didn't do anything physically to the, the, right. the physical nature of the shoe, except for the properties of dyeing it. Um, and I mean, some of the, a lot of those shoes, especially the higher end shoes, those will, those will last a lot longer and they're more comfortable to wear than synthetic le leathers that have really hard soles. Um, and so it, I just think it's unfortunate because I mean, it's, it's funny to me. Uh, so I do the same thing throughout different areas of my life. I like to buy broken jewelry and fix it up. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a dresser in my room that 
uh, we bought for $15 and we stripped it down and we completely painted it and redid it over. Um, and I, I find there's a lot of value in things that were made longer ago because I, uh, the majority of the things in my house are antiques um, and they work a lot better than the one couch that I bought in the last 10 years and is broken now. Um, and so like, I, I feel it, it's really sad where that we do live in this society that thinks that consuming and making and buying new things are, are the way to go all the time. And yeah. I, I feel it, I feel bad that we don't hold it in a higher, um, respect about you know like taking care of your items and even if even if you find something that's been used making it brand new again um and so i like to try to do that through throughout my life in different ways i i think i don't show the other parts of it but um what i do with the shoes and the leather items i think that that's that um that is probably the best representation of what I like to think is um, like upcycling fashion and making things um, have value again. Uh, and right. then, you know, so. I love it. Um, there, you, you had mentioned, you know, things from before just are a better quality. And especially I think when it comes to furniture, that's 100% true. If yeah. you are able to strip things down and then get it to the color that you want, because that's how Pottery Barn has it on their website. There are ways to do it and you have a piece that's going to last you a hundred plus years. And all you have to do is just change the exterior of it. The interior generally is going to last forever because we just don't make pieces like that anymore. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, uh, I think, and I love Ikea, don't get me wrong. I think about 13 years ago, I bought an Ikea set for my room and it was completely destroyed. My husband and I used to move around quite a lot actually. And by the third or fourth move, it was just done. Um, and then I have real wood items in my house that uh, I think my great grandparents have had and it, wow. they're just, they last, you know? Right. And so I feel like it's, it's unfortunate that there is that push. And, and I, and I think there's a pressure too, that if oh, you yeah. don't, you know, buy these brand new things that you're gonna look dated or, you know, that it's not, it's not as appealing. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting too, cause you, you touched upon like scuffs or finding stuff that's dirty and it's amazing. And I, and I really highly encourage this and I'm sorry that I'm saying it like this, but just cleaning and conditioning, and I'm sure you know this, just cleaning and conditioning something can give it a brand new life. Sometimes yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to dye. You don't have to paint. You don't have to do anything to it. Just condition it clean and condition I, it. Yeah. I can't tell you because now people send me things. Um, and beforehand I ask for pictures. Um, and there's so many times where I'll just charge them to clean and condition it. Uh, and I'll get here and I'll just do that. Or, or somebody might send me something to dye. Somebody uh, sent me a pair of their Gucci wedding heels. And they said that there were all these marks on it and they were worried that I, they had to be dyed. But when they got here and I cleaned and conditioned them, I sent her the pictures and she was like, no, I want to keep it that way. And I said, yeah, I thought so. So um, it's just amazing what, what yeah. basic cleaning and conditioning can do and, and the livelihood, the longevity that that can give an item. Absolutely. Uh, I'm curious, how was the transition from like Poshmark, where you're just dealing with a transaction compared to 
going over to Etsy, like how, what, because it's, it's different. Etsy is different because you can do these types of things, custom orders and all of that. Yeah. Was it because of social media that it pushed you to get away from the Poshmark and focus more on Etsy? Like, what, what was that like for you? Yeah, so absolutely. So what I started doing was in, I like as a reseller, I didn't know how to reach people and my right. Instagram had been growing. And I think at around that time, I think I had like 10,000 followers on Instagram, which I still think was hey, a lot. That's more than me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like at that point I was like, oh, this could be a good base. And so um, I did transition over to TikTok at one point and I started going live at night and just working on stuff and showing people you know, and saying like, this will be on my Poshmark, right. uh, my Poshmark closet. Um, and then people started asking me to send me things. Um, and I'm always very adamant. I'm not a cobbler. I can't do certain things. And if, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. you know, if people send me pictures, I'll be like, this is a problem. A cobbler can fix it. I can't. Um, but there are some creative things I can get around. I don't sew. I wish I did. Mm. Um, I always wish I could sew a lot better. Um, but there's a lot of things that I can do that sometimes go outside of um, the sewing and whatnot. But it's 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 been amazing to use um, TikTok and Instagram. And you never know. It's it's funny because you never know what's going to happen. Um, I I had a real get to 10 million this week. Um, and I just was like, well, okay. It was, and it's just a three second thing. Um, but you know, when, when you do put yourself out there and you make little tiny reels and, and, you know, um, you just kind of show a little bit of the process it does, it can get people interested. And, um, so it's, it's been really interesting and it's been fascinating. Uh, and when I go live on TikTok, um, that's usually a pretty good space too, because people want to know if they can send you things and, um, or where they can buy the things that you're working on. And so that that's, that's a really helpful tool as well. What are you showing the people on TikTok? Can you walk us through like what that looks like? So you go live for how long? So I go live on TikTok for an hour. It's usually like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's weird because I mean, you're in the Northeast. I go live yeah. at midnight. midnight. How do you feel like it, ma'am? <laughs> So I am a night owl. And okay, like, well, then I, that makes sense. Well, it's funny because my one is so not a lot of people or my neighbors don't really know that I'm on Instagram, which is funny. But one of them does. And she says she looks at my basement and she sees if my basement lights are on that I'm probably working on shoes. And it's kind of funny because it's like the elves and the shoemaker. And I feel like I really fit into the, like those elves <laughs> that work overnight. And so like. So what I do is I have a space. There's usually a piece of cardboard because it get, things can get messy. And you see my hands. It's usually like, sometimes my nose is touching my screen because I'm so close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. Um, and uh, I'll just be cleaning something, or I'll be conditioning it, or you know, maybe maybe making an edge coat or working on some other aspect. And you're um, walking them through it, right? What you're doing. Or sometimes, no, just conversation. Yeah, sometimes it's conversation. It's funny because there I didn't realize that people get notifications when I go live. Oh, okay. So I On have TikTok? like that's great. Yeah, it's kind of like cheers where everybody knows your name. Like I have the same people come in and Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so it's neat because people come in, sometimes people will ask how to clean or condition their items or um, generally I just will work on stuff. And I think that this is a good way for people to find me and then look at the other reels or TikToks or whatever. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, I do get a bigger audience within TikTok. Um, but, you know, that's another thing to play around with. If people are interested in going live and showing their items, um, one thing I would recommend is, you know, play around with the time that you go live or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because sometimes I've gone live at midnight and I'll be, have been live for an hour and the highest amount of viewers I had was 45,000 people within the hour. I'm sorry, Kate. That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. I was a little overwhelmed because I was, I was dying something and yeah, I was, yeah. I got off and it tells you, it's really interesting. It's interesting how, how much free information you get from being on these social media platforms. And it said like 45,000 people had watched me. I think it was die a pair of Jimmy Choo's again, but you know, so. That's just um, mind blowing 45,000 strangers. Yeah. Staring at your and hands. Then, but it's, it's funny too, because on the, sometimes it's like you can go live and you might have like a thousand people watch you for an hour, or you might have like, like I said, like it was 45,000, but anyways, um, I think it just kind of depends on what you, how you set things up. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think TikTok likes it. If you set it up, like you're a little TV show, like your QVC mm. <laughs> And makes in sense. whatever you're selling or whatever. Yeah. And that's how I kind of think about it. And that's why I do go live on certain nights at certain times, also so that they don't hear my kids yelling above my head. But you must get a big West Coast following then. Yeah, it's funny. And then um, it's interesting too, because uh, I've tried to go live at like 2 p.m. And when I go live at 2 p.m., uh, I, I did it a couple of times. I had a lot of people from Europe um mm, makes sense it's nighttime for them yeah yeah so usually wherever it's 8 p.m that's where my that's where my um I think my my audience uh really well, is that's, that makes sense right it could be moms or people just getting home from work decompressing people that just finished cleaning up after dinner and they're like all right I'm just gonna sit and let's see who's live and you know there's, there's so many factors I think that's seven to nine p.m is like prime time for people to go on and like look at things yeah, I think English there's a shopping. reason why. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm um sometimes I do go live like usually uh there's a dye method I do with the shaving cream. Yes. Unless that's for yeah, that's the crazy one <laughs> that people really don't like sometimes, but uh usually that has to sit for four hours. Oh so okay. what, I, what I do is I dye it at eight and I and I go live and I dye it at eight live then four hours later it's midnight and I clean it off. So usually yeah. that kind of, if I organize myself to do it at that point, that yeah. kind of helps. Yeah. You've never gone live on Instagram, have you? Or I haven't seen you go live. I have, I have gone live on Instagram, but Instagram is trickier for me because I'll yeah. go live on Instagram and I'll have like maybe 200 people see me in the same time that, you know, 10,000 people might see me on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and it's very, it's an, a very, it's very interesting between the two, because I feel that Instagram is very um, tailored and everything wants to look very pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like on TikTok, it's kind of more like, what are you doing and what your scope is? Um, 
and just kind of like talking about it and like you're a mini tv show that's interesting have you ever thought about i'm rambling at this point but have you ever thought about the live selling platforms and basically doing what you're doing on tiktok and getting people to buy items that you are dying or that you've made like is that something that's ever crossed your mind I have to look more into that because some sometimes people are like, "How can I buy this?" And I'm like, "This this belongs to somebody. Somebody sent yeah, this." Yeah, to you me. can't buy it. But like, you know, I I'd be like, "I know," because I, so I'm dying a a, an, a a Louis Vuitton Alma purse right now, and and I love what I did to it, but it's not mine, and I can't keep it because, like, you know, if you're a reseller, yeah, you can buy stuff, and you're like, "Ooh, I like this one thing," and I'll keep this one thing, and maybe I'll sell right. something else that I. And I, and I never keep anybody's stuff that they sell to me, but I'm like, oh, I did a really good job on this one. And I kind of wish I could keep it right now. Right. So, um, but no, I should look into that because I think that that could be uh, helpful in what I'm doing anyways. But usually if I'm working on something, I'll just say, you know, here's my link in bio. I'm on yeah. Poshmark. I just think it's an interesting, the way that you're doing on TikTok, it, in my, in my head, I'm like, well, I think this would translate to live sales. And I think it'd be another audience that you could tap into because no one's really doing that as far as I know, when it comes to live selling a lot of it in the clothing world, anyway, it's like, here's some pieces and here's how they can mix and match together where yours is more of like a DIY, but a teaching lesson, but then also you can buy it. Like, I feel like there's a creative way that you could, that you could do it, but it would be one more thing, right? To add in to your routine. Yeah. And it's funny because like I have a YouTube channel too and I've been oh, meaning you do. to get to it. I know it's silly. I've been meaning to get back to it too because- um, You need to. So then I can I just subscribe and then I'll just learn all the things from you. <laughs> I should, but like I should be on that. But that's the problem is like, they're all so different on, yes. on editing. And yes. I, th- I think a huge part of, w- it's funny too, because when I edit something on TikTok or Instagram, I usually know the song that I want to use for it and the license agreements and the license issues with uh, YouTube. YouTube. I don't yeah. use any music and it's super boring. So like, yeah. I'm sure nobody wants to listen to five minutes of how I died something without something in the background. I don't know, because I've looked up videos like that before. I'm like, okay, I have this piece. I'm not really sure what to do. And like, I find some guy in his basement just kind of like showing me it. And like, it's a blurry video and I'm like, all right, cool. This is all I got. So this is what I'm going to watch. I think, I think there's a creative way. So like I have a Mac, for example. So when I was making YouTube videos, as I stopped over the last year and a half, because it just, it's just that one more thing, right? That like, yeah, don't feel like doing iMovie has free music that you can use. It's an option. You can also buy licensing for like, there's, you know, programs that you can pay yearly fees and you can get licenses for all this stuff. But it's like, it is an added step when it comes to the music thing where reels can catch you for that 30 seconds. And it's got that fun music and someone can just keep going back to it and looking. It's it's different. But I do think there's value in creating a YouTube video on, I think, the shaving yeah. cream thing, which I want to get into all that stuff. But like that in particular, because it is fascinating the 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 process and the way that the dyes come out on the shoe. And and um, I think things like creative things like that, people are always looking for and they just don't there isn't really a ton of content on it there's a lot of cobbler content like how to mm-hmm. change the heel caps and you know all that kind of stuff but actually like diving into what you do 
in particular, I, I don't see a lot of it. And the, well, and, and I will say this too, because I've looked up and I'm like, I wonder what, because when I was teaching myself, I was like, I wonder what they're saying. And so like I, the first, one of the first things I died, and I don't recommend this is I did find, I, I, I bought myself a, a Louis Vuitton uh, patent leather. It was a Vernus. Uh, I probably am pronouncing that wrong, but it was a, a, a bag. The like um, top handle. Yeah. One. And it has Vasquetta is, yep. it's, you know, it has the Vasquetta handle yep. and um, I dyed it and I dyed it after watching a video and it was terrible. I worked on that bag for like six months and I, it was, it was really difficult and I had to just kind of put it down cause I just wasn't getting anywhere with it. And I was feeling bad about that. Um, I mean, it was a really beat up bag beforehand and it was for me. And so then instead of working on that, and you can find this on Etsy or, or like eBay, I buy a lot of uh, leather remnants and I practice ideas on leather remnants beforehand. Um, and I actually go to a place. So I'm, we're, we're both in new England. I go we're to very ne we're, we're near each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, I'm sorry. I maybe I shouldn't have said that, but like, Oh no, uh, no, I don't, they, they know where I'm from. It's fine. <laughs> I go to Maine and there's a, there's a salvage company a, oh, a, okay. called Martins and they sell leather remnants for, I think it's like $6 a pound. Okay. And so every time I go up to visit family, I just go get more leather remnants and I bring it home and I try out new ideas and I try, try different things. And that's really been helpful because then I can learn on something that I don't care about, like, you know, um, and, and on different leather grains stuff. too, and different types yeah. of leather, because I yeah. think people forget that there isn't just one type of leather. Like there are some that are more porous than others. There are some that are thicker, some that are thinner, some that have finishes on them. Like, so I enjoy watching um, one of the Instagram guys, Tanner or something. He like yeah, takes Tanner handbags. Yeah. I, if I can get him on this podcast, it is on my list because I am fascinated by what he does. Like, yeah. And the way he breaks it down and explains it. And it's like, I, I never looked at leather that way. Like, yeah, leather's great. But like to really understand the differences between it all. Well, it makes sense why some leather thing, leather things that I have tried to fix didn't work. Well, cause that yeah. type of leather would, it wouldn't work. I'd have to take extra steps that I didn't know about. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And I mean, I, I eventually, and I want to say this, I eventually did make the Louis Vuitton item look better. The, yeah. the bag that I dyed. Uh, but it did take a lot of time. Um, and I will say that uh, I find that, I don't know what his name is, but um, I, I know the guy that you're talking about, Tanner Leatherman. And it's funny because his approach to leather, and it's funny because from his, his perspective, he wants to see the imperfections in the grains. Yes. He wants to see the veins. He wants to see all of that stuff. Um, and for me, and he doesn't like the heavily coated uh, Safiano items. Um, and right. he doesn't like seeing <laughs> some of those leathers that I really, truly like. Um, and it's funny because his perspective about the leather that he likes affects how, um, his, he, he discusses some of those leathers too. Yeah. Um, and I know that he doesn't like heavy top coats or heavy, uh, like, um, resins or colors or right. anything like that, that would be on a, um, on a piece of leather. Uh, and, but that's, I think where I, I do like it because I mean, there are a lot of different types of leathers and the more that I got into it, the more that I started researching 
you know, leather and leather craft and um, tanneries, leather tanneries where all the leather is created and, and, and how some of those leathers are created. And, uh, and, it's re and it is really fascinating for me, um, but it does also help me figure out like um, why something's not working. You know, uh, yeah. sometimes when I use leather dye on patent leather, there can be problems um and usually yeah, I, I had a problem not too long ago and I gave up and the shoe is still sitting up there because I was like I shouldn't have dyed this okay <laughs> was it splotchy did yeah. it come, kind of so I and it has like a weird happens. residue on it yeah yeah it happens a lot of the time mm -hmm. um and I mean it's funny because now that it, now that I have the Etsy part of it um I've actually talked to a lot of cobblers and one cobbler, I don't want to say his name, but he said that his father, like back in the 60s, hated leather dye so much that he'd call him in and he'd sit down and he'd dye all the shoes for his dad. And he was like 10 years old because his dad couldn't stand it. And it's funny because yeah. a lot of um, a lot of cobblers, I do think, come up against because they get a lot of uh, reactions, too. And some some of them aren't good when they redye items as well. Um, but dye is particularly uh, difficult. Yeah. And I think the thing I like to, and, and, and it's hard because you, the way you can think about it is, you know, um, if you and I, you have, say, use the same foundation, it's going to look different because our skin, you and I don't have the same skin. And the same thing happens with leather sometimes. If you're using a, a product that you think is going to go really well on leather dot or leather product, uh, like dyeing it or um, sometimes even conditioner, there can be some problems with that too. Um, and sometimes it's just the way that the leather was made. Sometimes it's the personal history of, you know, was something abrasive used to clean this leather item and now it's it's got this residue on it that's affecting the dye that's coming on. Yeah. Is there a chemical reaction? So I think that there's a big, huge, um, it's, it's, it's a really wide open topic that, I, that I think people don't understand because they, they do think all others are the same, you know, and, and I, not. no, no. <laughs> I mean, the leather that you get from, you know, a company maybe that sells a shoe for a hundred dollars versus for a thousand, it's going to be a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. And we keep hinting towards all these different things, dying and stuff. So let's, let's talk about what is your favorite method of rehabbing shoes? Is it dying? Is it using the shaving cream method? Like what brings you the most joy when you're doing this? Well, I love cleaning and conditioning it. And I, I can't, I can't say enough for just cleaning. Now, if you have a suede item, there's certain ways that you can go about, you have to use mink oil spray. Um, but my, my favorite thing is cleaning and conditioning it because a lot of the times when somebody has something, you know, if you spent thousands of dollars on an item, I could very well see somebody being nervous just to clean and condition it. Cause you never know, especially if it's like suede or, a patent leather, if it's a, an exotic leather, like snakeskin, you know, right. it's, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you could potentially ruin those leathers if you don't clean it right. So, um, I always think cleaning and conditioning, that's, that's what I always try to, um, discuss firsthand. Cause I have a lot of people that when, when a 
a reel goes viral or something, they're like, what paint are you using? And it's usually dye. Uh, and they're, they're very different. Paint and dye are very different things. And I can get into that in a second too, but um, I'm always about cleaning and conditioning firsthand because sometimes that just makes the difference. And like you just said it too, it yeah. makes a, a world of difference. I think you need to, I think you need a course. I think you need to create a course so that I can buy it and that I can just learn all of your, all of your, all the things. <laughs> you know, my, somebody said that too. Some, um, some, I get, I get messages from India because India is oh. not allowed to use TikTok. So I get a lot of messages from India saying, I can't go on TikTok and watch you live. Can you go on Instagram? And that's what I do is I do try to jump on Instagram so that people in other places can watch me as yeah. well um but you know that would be something to consider about using a course because uh, or making a course because that that probably would be helpful for other people this is just me marketing you out and all these different things you need to do in your business this is this is great <laughs> um oh, i'm gonna share personal experience when it comes to um or i guess a, a question more than anything when it comes to conditioning because I think there are so many products that are out there on the market and so many people get confused on what's a good product to use. Is there a certain oil that's better than another oil? Like I remember when I first started reselling, everyone always talked about the Dr. Martin's balsam bomb. Like that was the, the be all end all. And when I had tried it, I actually didn't like it on, on a lot of my products. And I ended up finding a mink oil that I really enjoyed. But what I learned was mink oil on certain leathers actually changed the color of what it was. And I didn't, yeah. and I was panicked because I was like, now it's yeah. completely different. It's not at all what it was before. And, um, and it's like trying to understand all these different products that exist. Cause there's a lot out there, even in terms of cleaner, like you can certain things you can just dunk in warm soap water and let it soak and do its thing and gently clean it. Some things you can't do that. You have to yeah. do it by hand and you need to no. like, gently rub so it's like there's so much so what what would you say to people who are like okay I can clean and condition I don't really feel comfortable dying yet or doing any of that where should they look and what products should they consider so I I always like I like to do the least invasive stuff first I always try to do and that's why I clean and condition first is uh that's the least invasive me measure um and I usually know that that's going to get an item clean enough to even just resell. Um, the thing that I use Angelus products um, because they they've been very kind to me. They give me a lot. They give me some some products yeah. to help use, um, and they were I've they've worked really close with me, and um, they've been very kind. Uh, they re they reached out to me, and I. Uh, I'm one of their sponsored artists and, and I just say that just, just for transparency, but they're super You plug kind. yourself as you should. Well, but they are, they, they're a fantastic company and I got a really awesome opportunity. I, I got to rewrite the uh, frequently asked question section oh, nice. of their cleaning on their website. Um, and sometimes they take like my thoughts and my um, questions into um into consideration um and they've they've made some products that i was like hey why don't you make this and i don't want to say it's because of me because i don't yeah, really yeah. know if it's because of me but they have made some products when i've asked them about it and so like that's been really neat and they're really 
kind-hearted and they're very helpful um, and they want people to to have good experience with their products as well um, and now they're making and, and it was great and I'm really excited for it because they're making dyes that can be shipped um, across the country and across the world so they're nice. low VOC something like that I haven't got my hands on them yet I want to I haven't used them yet uh, but I do love their dyes. And I mean, there are some other things that I've used from other competitors and whatnot, um, but I do love the line of Angelus items and Easy Cleaner is by far one of my favorites. Um, and I use it a lot. I use it uh, to clean the interior of shoes as well as the exterior. It cleans like, it cleans so much. In it's fact, a gentle soap, right? It's like a gentle cleaner. It has a very gentle, very mild smell to it. Um, and it works really well, especially on suede. So I had a pair of Charlotte, uh, Charlotte, what are they called? Olympia. Yes, Charlotte Olympia. I was going to say Roos, but that's going to be. Totally no, no, wrong. no. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Charlotte Olympia. I had Dolly suede heels and um, they were all marked up. They, they, was a tan suede. I think the color is actually fawn or something like that. And I used the suede cleaning kit, which is a suede block and a nylon brush. And I cleaned that off. Um, and then after I used easy cleaner and it just took all the other, it took everything else away from that. Um, and once it dried, I brushed up the nap and it looked so much better. And I put a protective spray on it from, from Angelus and it's all Angelus products. Um, but they work really well together. And I think one thing that I really want to work on too is um, I hear a lot of people talk about suede and like yes. a lot of people come up and talk about like how difficult suede is because it's, it's such a, um, it's, it's so difficult because it's such a beautiful cut of leather. Um, and it's, I it's genuinely actually, feel yeah. bad when I have to clean suede because it's so <laughs> pretty yeah but you have yeah. to make it prettier to sell yeah no and it's and it could be hard because um ju you're just right and you hit the nail on the head that mink oil it's wonderful and mink oil spray is probably I believe is I think it's the only type of conditioning agent that you can use on suede so if you have a suede item that feels rough yeah if you clean it and once you let it dry, you can use mink oil spray on it. And it's, I believe it's the only thing that can condition suede uh, because suede is the flesh of leather. Um, and so it's, and it does a whole world of, it does a huge world of difference. Um, but suede is a very finicky type of leather anyways. Um, but no, I use a lot. I, everything I, pretty much everything I use is Angelus. I, I have two other products that aren't Angelus and I never use them anyways. Um, just because I know Angelus so much anyways. And, yeah. Yeah. um, but yeah. Your dye selection is amazing. Great. Oh yeah. And you can combine them too. You can combine oh, the dyes. That. So I, you can, can, so one thing is you can combine dyes to make custom colors, which I do. Um, and then you can also, you can combine the dyes with their luster cream, which is kind of a thicker conditioner. Um, and you can make 
your own colored conditioner. So a lot of the times there are conditioners that have dye in it so that it yes. kind of recolors the bag. Right. Uh, and I can make my own with Angelus wow. dyes and with lust their luster cream. Um, and sometimes it's all that you need and you don't even have to dye the bag. You can just use that instead. That's a great point because I think a, a lot of us in the reselling world are quick to to dye or do something extreme to the piece where sometimes the bomb is all that you need. You don't need to yes. sit there and be dying the piece. Sometimes the bomb is enough. And you know, the thing about leather conditioners, and I just want to say this because you brought this up and I'm sorry, but- no, I, you digress I, as I, much as you want. <laughs> I know that it's really confusing because when I started, I was like, why are there so many leather conditioners? Yeah. I don't understand. Why are there so many of them? But then it, it kind of clicked because one night I have- a, a makeup routine. I have a retinol and a like yep. everything. And I'm putting this moisturizer on my face and I changed the moisturizer and it was crap. And I was like, oh, okay, this is how I can explain it to people because my skin has gotten used to this moisturizing component and likes it. And if I use this other thing, you know, my skin, it doesn't, it doesn't work as well for me. And I think that you could say that about a lot of different leather products is, you know, there's lots of different types of leathers, but even when you have lots of different types of leathers, there are leathers that are poorer grade versus higher grade one, and they all kind of use conditioners in different ways. Um, and so that that there is a lot of confusion with conditioners, but I always think about it as, you know, what what kind of leather do you have? And then what are the conditioning agents that you could technically use on it? Because you don't want to use a leather conditioner on suede because it will ruin it. Um, it'll just get all matted up and thick and you can never really take it all out. And I, I hear a lot of people that didn't know that and they'll send me like a DM and they'll be like, can you help me with my suede item? And I'm like, what did you use? And it'll be something that will have ruined the suede. And then I have to break the bad news to somebody that that suede I didn't Yeah. 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 And that's like probably one of the most disappointing things, but, and this is where I want to go back to the, what you said about getting these scrap pieces or going to the thrift store and buying these like destroyed pieces yeah. that you can just test on. Cause I think that's the only way to really learn and make those mistakes. Cause when you make that mistake on an item that you want to sell that maybe you've paid up for and you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you've destroyed it. Yeah. You can't go back sometimes. No, you want to cry. I mean, I think yeah. I, in the beginning, I think I cried over like one or two things. It was all stuff that I was doing for myself at that point yeah. and not even reselling. It was just the beginning of just me like doing things to my own leather items. Um, but I will say that even I, I, even if, even if I had a pair of suede shoes and they were ruined, I, I still think there is some value in the fact that I still like them and there's something that you can still do now. Mm -hmm. Technically it would probably further ruin the shoe, but I probably, I would probably do something crazy like glue rhinestones onto it or something like that afterwards. Just like if it's for me and if it yeah. were ruined and I didn't care, um, it's, it's kind of fun. The thing I like about getting something that's like absolutely disheveled or ruined is you really can only go up. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if you, even if you dye it and it's not great, um, if you got it for the right price and, and it's, really rough looking i think that they really can only just go up and, and make it look a lot better yeah um 
I'm sure people are wondering, okay, there's leather dyes and there's leather paints. What's the difference and when can I use one versus the other? So I always love when people ask me that because I think sometimes people think that they're the same thing. And, and they are very different. <laughs> yeah, they they really are very different. So I personally like leather dyes. I wouldn't say more than paints. I do end up using leather dyes, I think, more than paint. Um, but leather dye, it, it chemically bonds to whatever you're dyeing. So there are suede dyes as well. So when you're using that, it's it's chemically bond, binding to your leather item. So that means it's it's absolutely permanent. So if you have leather paint, on the other hand, it, right. it physically bonds to the item. Right. And so if you make a mistake, and it can be hard to do so, but you can take leather paint off, you can sand it down sometimes, depending on the thickness of leather. Um, but paint paint is a little bit more flexible. You know, if you're starting right. out um, and and you're not so sure, paint paint is a, is a little bit more forgiving than dye. Um, and then there's some things that uh, I probably wouldn't use paint on. Uh, I don't usually paint patent leather because technically you have to sand it down for it to adhere correctly. Okay. And at that point, I think that that would cause more issues to the shoe and it probably would look worse um so and you can't use paint on suede because that that ruins the suede so for suede items and patent leather i always use dye uh for exotic items uh exotic leathers i don't dye them all that much um but i would just use dye for exotic leathers too a lot of the grain leathers that's where you can really shine with some of those paints and do different things with and you can still use dye on leather and full grain leather items as well. Yeah. I just think there's always, there's always that like pause, right? Cause I've had it too sometimes where I'm like, do I use a dye on this or can I paint it? And um, I find that yes, the paint sometimes is easier to like, cause you can easily coat something and you're like, okay, this is done. The dye just has a different look to a piece. Yeah. Um especially when it's a shoe with the handbag. Sometimes it just needs a touch up and I don't feel like dying because then I've got to like do more to it. But like I can touch up a little bit with the paint or I can touch up a little bit with the balm and and it would be fine. Um, but I, I've personally struggled with that too. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really know what the right course of action is here, but we're going to try one and we're going to figure it out. I, I do think there's a lot of that 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 goes on when it comes to rehabbing, but either dye or paint. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I'm, I think, I think a longer time ago, cause I think I've only been doing this. How many years have been doing this? Well, it's really started in the pandemic. I did, I did paint things before the pandemic, but I was using normal acrylic paint, which ah, just cracks okay. and flakes That's, off. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, it's the thing um, with paint too, is you need to put different top coats on it. Like it, it, you can't just leave it. And same with dye though. Cause I, I, I have put different glazes and stuff on a dye. You can like that. And, and, but that, that sometimes that comes down to, so sometimes with a dye, a lot of the times, especially if it's patent leather, so patent leather, how, how it's made is it is usually three coats of a polyurethane. It's a, it's a plastic yep. like coating and it's at, it's done by a tannery. So wherever these shoe companies are getting it, there's probably a lot of different tanneries. Uh, but it's it's a lot of the same now. I think some companies use older methods because it gives 
it a different shine. I'm not a hundred percent sure it's a theory I have. Um, and it, you know, and I don't want to sound pretentious and, and a know-it-all because I'm, I'm not that, um, but patent leathers do differ from company to company, of course. Um, and sometimes some of them are a lot easier to dye and sometimes some of them are a real challenge. Um, and it usually comes down to, you know, however they were made at those tanneries. With patent leather, do you deglaze first before? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I always deglaze except for suede. So suede, I don't deglaze because it's just uh, what I do with suede is I use uh, the suede kit to clean it off as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, because if you have anything on your leather product, and especially if it's like a chemical, if it if it's something that will mix with the dye and mess it up later, that's where you're going to get into trouble with that. But no, I do deglaze with pat with the. Um, usually, I use acetone nail polish. Um, Angelus has a deglazer and it works really well. But I like stuff that's the as the acetone nail polish remover that I use is I think a little bit on the gentler side because it's not completely. So I usually use some sort of acetone product to deglaze and then I'll put the dye on and then I actually deglaze it off again. Oh, so like okay. I'll dye, I'll dye and then I'll clean it up because the excesses, there's a lot of dye that can be on some of those items afterwards. Yeah. So I, I had this pair of Jimmy Choo's like the traditional like platform stiletto heel. What I don't know what it's called, but that they have, and it was a project. I was like, I've never, I've never been successful patent leather. They were like that ugly, beigey tan color and they had marks all over it. And I was like, well, I'm going to try black and I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. I deglazed. I, I put the dye on it. I realized how much dye actually absorbed into the patent leather. And I was like, oh my God, it's dripping. Like it was, a, I didn't realize that that's what would happen. Yeah. But then I, I didn't deglaze after. I didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. And I let it sit and I looked at it and I was like, why does it look this way? Like it looked bumpy. It had residue on it. And no matter what I do, I can't fix it. So they're just sitting up there because I don't know what to do with them. But I feel like patent leather, like suede is another one that mm -hmm. people are like, I don't want to mess with this because it can be complex given even what you just explained, different top coats, different, you know, there's just a lot of components to it that sometimes you can't control. Yeah. And even like, so I don't know, and I think that's the hard point part point sometimes too, because when I talk to cobblers, I don't, some of them are very kind and they share secrets, secrets with yeah. me. And I don't want to alienate the things that they share with me because I, I appreciate their, you of know, course. but I do, I do end up using the deglazer a lot and I do end up, um, that's actually how I, so I can make ombre on yes. patent leather. Mm -hmm. Um, patent leather shoes um and for for me i love patent leather i love damaged patent leather i love when somebody you're so good leather. at it though kate you're so good at it <laughs> <laughs> but but like but sometimes it's really difficult and the way that i see patent leather it's like watercolor paper and the way that i see the dye is like watercolors and it just it clicks for me in that way uh. and it's funny because i'm like it when when I'm doing this stuff, it helps to click, and I think it helps other people too. If I can kind of relate some of these leather yeah. things to 
other knowledge that like can help people out um and so like i just really like playing around with patent leather as much as i can and that's harder because i can't buy remnants that way i've been looking for, right to see if i can it's a it's a harder leather to find in remnants i believe um and so i i love playing around with patent leather i love doing different things with it I, it's my favorite thing to dye uh, but then at the other end of it there have been things where i'll i'll dye something I had a cus I had a um, customer. She sent me a pair of shoes, um, and I dyed it. And one shoe wouldn't die, just one. Huh. One shoe wouldn't die. And so what I did was, she wanted them black, and I said okay. And so what I did is I ended up mixing a different dye. I I, I used Angelus black, and it wouldn't take to one shoe. And then I took in I took in a different color dye. And I was mixing it with the black and for some reason that that worked on it better, but it was just the one shoe. Um, and so it's, and, and she has it now, it turned out really great. Um, and I think part of it too is one of the shoes was missing part of the polyurethane that makes the patent leather shine. So that area wasn't dying correctly. Yeah. Um, I had somebody else send me a shoe and that's one of my bigger reels too is uh, they wanted the marble dye effect. Uh, and when I dyed it, parts of the shoe didn't dye because the polyurethane was gone because they had used rubbing alcohol to clean the shoe. Okay. And that had stripped the polyurethane off of it. It had complicated things. And so it's weird because that one shoe, I dyed most of it. And I never do this, but I painted I painted where the polyurethane was gone because it felt like sandpaper. You know, patent leather shouldn't feel like sandpaper. Yeah. And I, and I, and it stinks because when you do something, you put it on Instagram, people hate it, but you're like, this is, this feels like sandpaper. Like right. there's nothing else that we can do to make this. Um, and that customer was really happy with getting that shoe back. Um, but it was, that shoe took me a long time because then I had to kind of replicate uh, the polyurethane shine on it too. So very you know, complex. <laughs> It's, it gets, it's funny because it's like a case by case scenario yeah. sometimes when something comes in um, and, you know, and it's funny to me because people send me things and once I really truly get it in the mail, I'll be like, oh, I've dealt with this before. I'm like, oh, this is new. I got to ask the person what they used, you know, right, because that's right. going to help me figure out what I have to do. Can I ask a question about the shaving cream? Why sure. shaving cream? So it's funny, and oh, before there's... you answer, for those who don't know, Kate uses shaving cream and dye, and does this really cool, like yeah. ombre marbling. I don't know; it's really pretty on patent leather, and it's beautiful. Anyway, yeah, no. So okay, a while back, I saw because I, I follow Rit too. I love Rit products, mm -hmm. um, and I and I was I follow Rit on Instagram, and they had used shaving cream to dye some some sort of you know cotton something like that um and i messaged angela angelus and i said could we could you do this with your dyes and they said and then they said funny you ask we're making something right now for that and i was like okay and so they had gone along with a youtuber who kind of ruins nike air force ones on purpose um he doesn't i shouldn't say that because he he has fun with them but sometimes yeah. They don't, people get very opinionated about his work. Um, and they did, 
they did Air Force Ones, brand new Air Force Ones that they put into a big tub full of um, the shaving cream and the dye. And that's the for the first time I dyed something, I put it, I put heels in a bucket. But afterwards, and and it's great for the outside, but the interior, it's just not, it's just not made for um, shaving yeah. cream. Um, and so I was like, well, I got to change up how I do this, but they look incredible. Um, and it, and this technique really looks incredible on patent yeah. leather. And I don't even know what it is, but something about the shaving cream just brings back to life the patent leather too. And you wouldn't think it is because there's, there's layers of the right, right, right. Like, this? So I'm sorry, but um, no, it's okay. <laughs> it, it is messy. And I do I do die on TikTok and it's funny. It's funny now because like I can balance a shoe on, on my finger while I'm dying it. And like, I think I, That's a I talent. think I'm funny. I think I'm funny, but you know, also, yeah, it's a way is really <laughs> funny talent to have, but, um, but they come out really beautiful. And then yeah. usually I dye them a second time so that they look really uniform. Um, and that's usually the dyes that if people are sending me a pair of Jimmy Choo's and it's always Jimmy Choo's, everybody wants to send me their Jimmy Choo's and I love dying Jimmy Choo's. That's because those reels are so therapeutic to watch. Never mind, Because when you take the shaving cream off, it's like, wow, look at that. Yeah. And then you do like, you reflect it in the light. Oh, it's perfect. Kate, you've got it down. It's just, it's great. <laughs> I love it, but and it's so fun. I love when people want to do that. Now I have dyed some green leathers like that. It's just not the same. Though, I was say I can't imagine it'd be the same. The color I would assume is not as vibrant. It's not as vibrant. And then sometimes, like some, I I just dyed a Prada belt. Somebody sent me a full grain Prada belt, and they wanted the shaving cream thing. So I really had to clean out. I have a good space in my basement for all of this, but I had to. It was a very long strip that I dyed. Um, and then afterwards, the pink just didn't pop as much as it wanted. So I went back in with the the leather paint. Um, and then I sealed it with a top coat. Um, but it's it's a, it, the marbling dye. It's really fun. And I really love using it on patent leather. And I'm hoping that people can see the potential in it because you it because that gets a lot of flack as well. Uh, but it makes it just so beautiful. And sometimes it's sad because my phone just doesn't do it justice yeah. on how vibrant um, and how beautiful it is. And how custom it is. Like no one's going to have a pair of Jimmy Choo's that look like that unless they've done it themselves or come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, um, it's funny. Uh, a, co a cobbler reached out to me and he said, how do I do this? And I explained it to him. And he's like, can I just send it to you? And I was like, yeah, we yeah, can sure. do that. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. No big deal. And um, so he sent it to me. And then and then this is a problem that happens. And uh, the dye got on the interior of this Jimmy Choo clutch. And so then I recolored the interior with something called Too Soft and the leather paint. Uh, you, can, you can use the leather paint for other things too, yeah. um, including metal. There's somebody that uses the oh. leather paint with something called too hard and they do like fire extinguishers. Wow. You can like, it's, wow. it's impressive what you can use this paint on. Um, and so like I mixed mine with too soft. I'm, I mixed it to 
matched the outside of the purse and then I recolored the interior. Uh, and it's just a bright pink interior now that matches some of the pink flames on the outside of it. And so yeah. um, I sent it back to him and, and he and his sister, who I think they, they're cobblers together, um, I, they really liked it. And and it's crazy because you can't see how vibrant it is unless you were holding it. Yeah. So, yeah. I love, I, I love it. I think it's a fun thing to do. I know yeah. people are very, very one one side or the other but um I do you I know what it I, reminds me of Kate like preschoolers and how they play with shaving cream with food coloring yeah. that's what it reminds me of because that's what I did yeah. when I used to teach preschoolers it was like the best thing for them to have shaving cream and food coloring and their hands would get all gross but they had so much fun doing it and they would like put it on paper and make these really cool designs like that's what I think of <laughs> yeah no it's 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 a lot of fun. It can get very messy. And then like, I've learned a lot because I think I've died now. I, I want to say, I think I've died like 30 or 50 things doing this marbling shaving cream thing. And, and, um, and really it's interesting to me because when people were using it for air force ones, they'd use like, I think several containers, maybe up to six or seven containers of oh, wow. shaving cream. Uh, now I can use one container of shaving cream for like three different shoes. Oh, and wow. so like, it's, I think it's a little bit, I I've gotten really a lot better at it, but you know, that's because I practice and I do it all the time. Can we talk about air force ones and the amazing air force ones that you made that replicated Blake Lively's dress? That was, was that two years ago now? that two years I ago? think it's coming up to it right yeah we could talk about that yeah this is how I found Kate like I don't even know <laughs> how you popped up on my page and I was like this this is amazing like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen before oh well thank you very much yeah they did yeah. they did take a lot of time um, I do what I always did I bought a pair of converse and I practiced yeah. on them they're still downstairs in my basement and what I did was I made um like 10 to 12 um mock drawings so I, I drew the the ideas down it really showcased your creativity and your capability of what you can do like it's not just the marbling it's not just reconditioning things whatever like you really have the craft to be creative and paint and I mean the you're artistic. You are, you, you, you're very good at that. And the way that you, you know, put the rhinestones on it, the way that you designed with this tiny, tiny little, you know, paintbrush, the little edges. And it's like that not only does it take time, but it takes talent. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I love, so my favorite part of that whole thing was there's a part of the shoelaces for the converse. Um, what I did with the laces for the converse is I changed them from being, um, let's see, like they went from like the rust to the patina copper, um, like the copper color to the patina copper color, which is, you know, green. But at the end of the laces, I painted the constellations on the laces. So yep. that, and that was all freehand too. And I had to practice like drawing that out beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of went off the deep end. I made a lot of sketches for that. I feel like that 
that real real I don't know how it's doing or how it did but I feel like that really pushed you out even more into not even just the reselling community but a community in general of people who were amazed by your work and and I feel like there's been um consistent growth since that time and I think I gained like maybe a thousand followers um but it's funny because sometimes like I've had I've had a real go to 10 million and I'll gain like 300 people I had a real go to like 6 million and it was one of those shaving cream dyes. And that gave me about, I think 50,000 people following. Wow. Me. And so I was just like, okay. Cause like, and I don't know if people think I buy followers. I don't buy followers. I don't. <laughs> she doesn't have time to do that guys. <laughs> I don't like, cause somebody said something to me at one point and I was like, I don't no, it's fine. I don't buy followers. <laughs> you can um, think what like, you want. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, right, right. But you know, but that, but I've got, I've been able to do a lot of really interesting things and I'm really grateful for it. And I mean, I, I really love getting, I mean, it's so weird, but I just love the more damaged something is, I just feel like there's so much more potential that you can do with it. So yeah. that's, I really feed off of that. I love that. I, I, I'm very impressed by you. And <laughs> I think the work that you do is amazing. And I'm going to, everyone who's listening, I'm going to leave the links to the reels in the show notes. I'll leave a few links down. I'll definitely leave Kate's Instagram on there. Make sure you give her a follow. Um, if you're on TikTok, follow her there. What's your TikTok? Is it the same, same as your Instagram? It's, it's okay. so stupid. So it's Sunny Varble. I made it up when I was like 16. Right. My husband and I were like, should we like rebrand me or whatever? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would like call myself after like all of this time. Right, um, right. So it's it's really silly, but it's just Libra Venus backwards. Because <laughs> 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 it's just my 16 year old self thought I was so cool that I was putting yeah. things backwards. And of course. I mean, that are. was a cool thing to do. So <laughs> and now people are like, what is this? Yeah, what what's your what's your name? <laughs> well, how do I pronounce it? <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna lie. I looked at it too, and I was like, I don't know. Her name's Kate. That's what we're going with. <laughs> oh, I know. I get that a lot because people are like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, no, it's not her name. <laughs> no, no, it's just Kate. <laughs> um, thank you so much for doing this and giving us an inside look of what it's like to do all this in your life and the business that you've created and. I think it's going to go much further than where you are now. I think this is just the beginning for you. Oh, well, thank you. That's really sweet. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It kind of took me a while, uh, but I really appreciate it. And it's been so nice getting to talk to you. Yeah, I know. We'll have to set up a time to actually meet in person because we're right near each other. I know. It's so funny. I know. There's a lot of us out here in New England. There's a whole big community of us. Yeah. And I think that speaks to also being, you know, in New England and being maybe, maybe frugal isn't the word, but I think people in, in there are certain areas of the country that just really um, can appreciate trying to get the most use out of certain items. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think so, we're surrounded by so many great things and so many great pieces that yeah, it almost is like, well, why wouldn't we, you know, yeah. why wouldn't we go in this direction? Right. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, all of Kate's information will be in the show notes. So make sure you go and give her a follow and uh, we will be back next week. Bye everyone.